Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Uh, nothing important podcast. You know the name of the fucking podcast. Why, do, why would I even say that? Why would I even tell you the title of the podcast? You went and clicked on my podcast. You're either on my Instagram and you click the fucking link where it says nothing important podcast. Or you were on Spotify and you just found me. If you just found me. Jesus Christ, God bless your soul, because I, you know, <laughs> I come with a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Not that important podcast. I just did it again. I just did it again. Um, my name is Matt, and I've been an addict for, no. Uh, <laughs> I was just watching this fucking Lakers game. I didn't even watch the game. I didn't catch the game because I have a two-year-old. It's Friday, and my life is over. I have a two-year-old, so I didn't watch the game, but I watched the highlights. Highlights are cool, right? Not just on a, a fucking a white girl in Manhattan from the Midwest, and she just moved to Manhattan, and she wants to fucking make it, doing whatever the fuck she... She's going to make it. Uh, she got highlights in her head. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about basketball highlights. I was just watching the Lakers game. Highlights. And Anthony motherfucking Davis... The heart and soul of my fucking season. Twisted his ankle again. And I, I love this guy. I think he's one of the most incredible basketball talents. I actually relate to him on a deep physiological level. No, I am not seven feet tall and look like an ancient Babylonian king. That's not what, what I'm talking about. I'm not, say, <laughs> I'm not saying I look like him. I'm not saying I have that level of fucking basketball skill. Or that God-gifted physical ability. But my ankles are fucked up too. And this guy twisted his ankle again. He's good though. I just, you know what I was, what I, why I was angry? Because I feel like there's some like Harlem Globetrotter energy going on. I, I, there has to be something going on. There has to be something going on, ladies and gentlemen. Because he's in the professional, the highest tier of professional basketball. The National Basketball Association. And he's playing against the greatest players that are alive on the planet. I don't give a fuck if you're in Brazil or Argentina or you're in China or wherever the fuck they have a National Basketball Association. America got it. He's at the top tier of fucking talent. And I grew up in the projects, ladies and gentlemen. I used to play ball on the fucking concrete. It was a privilege to play in the hardwoods. You understand what I'm saying? I was playing in the winter in the fucking concrete with chain nets on the fucking rim and 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 uh, uh, ACGs, Nike boots. You understand what I'm saying? This guy is making millions and millions of dollars and he got low-cut sneakers. What the fuck is going on? I saw he twisted his ankle and I could not help but notice he had these bright pink low-cut sneakers on. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck? Can somebody build him some shoes? He's not taking off from the free throw line and dunking. Can somebody build him some shoes that lace up above his fucking calf? Like, are we not paying attention? <laughs> Can we put a fucking horseshoe on the guy? Like, what is going on? I'm a little bit energetic about it, but I just don't, I don't understand. He's, he's one of the most incredible talents. It's obvious. I talk about LeBron James a lot. Very fucking obviously LeBron is the greatest to do it. They have this new Michael Jordan movie. The Hood is giving it fucking great reviews. I, I don't know about, you know, everybody that's going to watch this fucking movie air, but 
The hood is giving it good reviews. From what I hear, it's excellent. I'm, I, I might go and pay the money to go sit in the movie theater, go check this out, because it looks like it's going to be a fucking good movie. And they're talking about a guy named Michael Jordan. All credit to Michael Jordan. Great. Great. He and LeBron James. I talk about LeBron James a lot, but LeBron James is 40 fucking nine years old. <laughs> we looking at Anthony Davis if you're a Lakers fan. Ladies and gentlemen, God damn it. Can we get him some high top sneakers? Can we get him the Michael Jordan high tops? Can we get him some like, just like plaster his fucking foot and ankle and let him just hobble? He's a big man. He doesn't need to be fucking mobile. He doesn't need, just put him on the block. What other big man is contending with him outside of Joel Embiid? Listen, he's in a Western Conference. He has Jokic, great skilled player. They're kind of in the same realm of like these hybrid big men. Why is this guy not wearing fucking a cast on his leg and playing like, you? I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. He had low top sneakers. I don't understand, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to harp on it. I'm not going to harp on it. I'm a little bit energetic already. Uh, I like my Lakers, though. I like my Lakers. Um, I belch a lot on the podcast for anybody who's a new listener. I burp a lot. Does that offend you? Everybody's offended right now. Um, America doesn't like... <clears throat> America doesn't like that Donald Trump fucked the porn star. Uh, <laughs> America does not like... That Donald Trump was fucking Stormy Daniels. Is it America? I don't know. Some people don't like it. Um, and they're doing what they got to do. <sighs> I said it once. I said it again. I'll say it again, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't give a shit what party wins. I just hope there's some competency in the the next presidency. presidency. Whoever, whoever fucking... You know what I'm saying? WWE title, whoever's hoisting that belt up, because that's what America's about. It's about competition. I won. Nobody cares about the actual foreign policy. Nobody cares about what's actually being done. Nobody cares about any of that shit. I won. My party won. Whoever's party wins. I hope somebody's competent. Um, and now they're going to crucify Donald Trump because he's fucking Stormy Daniels, which it's like, yo, I, I'm not going to bring up the dirt of any other president, but I'm pretty sure this has happened before in some other, some form of fashion. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's funny to me. It's funny to me. I was watching Late Night, though. I was watching um, <laughs> Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and that shit was funny. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, I felt refreshed. I was like, this shit is sharp. It was funny. Um, I still miss Conan, but that shit was funny. You know, I wish late night wasn't so politically. I, I mean, I don't even know who watches TV anymore. So maybe I just don't understand the business end of it. Like I'll, I'll tune into like late night with um, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel. Just got a lot of Jimmys. And um, it just seems very politically motivated. I don't know if it was always like that. Nowadays, it's like, I guess they're just talking to the person that's viewing the program. I don't really know. I'm an idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, an idiot doesn't mean you're stupid. It's just uninformed. I'm an uninformed human being. I'm an uninformed American. I think that makes me pretty average. I think so. Do Americans know what the fuck is going on? I don't think so. But on a positive note, it is Friday. 
whatever the fuck that means. Um, and my Lakers are doing well. So how could I be mad? How could I be mad? How could I be angry? I hope somebody in the Lakers back office <laughs> has a fucking revelation. Somebody on the, on the, you know what I'm saying? One of the assistant coaches. Uh, I love Darvin Ham. I like Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham is the fucking man. I hope him or one of his, I mean, he has he has a lot on his plate. Uh, maybe LeBron James or one of the other teammates, somebody on the bench. Somebody step up and say, hey, AD, why are you wearing low-cut sneakers, bro? What the fuck is going on? Um, I don't know that a seven-footer needs more mobility. You know what I'm saying? Side to side, left to right mobility. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the NBA. I'm not that good. I don't fucking know. But I just saw him twist his ankle and he was wearing little pink shoes. What is going on? Ah. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It is fucking crazy. You know what's official, ladies and gentlemen? If you are uh, a continual listener to Nothing Important Podcast, if you're a new listener, I'm going to isolate you, put your hands in your pocket, go, you're going to timeout. Go to fucking timeout. I'm talking to the people that tune in every motherfucking day. I try to do one a day. When I don't do one, it's for very good reason, ladies and gentlemen, because they say what speaks louder than words is your motherfucking silence. So when I'm silent, it means something. And when I'm talking, that's because I have fucking internal issues and I need to talk to my iPhone and act like I have a friend. So if you are continual listening, this message is for you. You probably heard me say in the recent past that... uh synchronistically, I was abiding by Ramadan. I'm not fasting. I didn't grow my beard out. I don't have something tied around my head. What I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, it's official that I am not Muslim because I broke my motherfucking fast. The devil came to me in the form of my sister, uh, who's a coupon addict. You know, I like to think that in the past life, I was an old man. In In the past life previous to that, I was just a perpetual old man. I was born with the tendency to tuck polo shirts in my jeans, no belt, that's psychopathy, there's something wrong with me, that's my personality, and I look at my sister and I say, who was, who were you in a past life, what did you get reincarnated into, well, I know who she's, she is now, but who was she in the previous life, and in the previous life, she was a southern woman that cut coupons for a motherfucking living, because she's a coupon addict, she's a coupon addict, and she she uh she was possessed by the spirit of Satan to tempt me out of my diet. And I ate some motherfucking meat. Do I feel guilty? Not really. Not really. Um, there was some fucking promotion. She's in like one of these chats with a whole bunch of other people who are trying to escape in a very niche way. Everybody's trying to escape, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Everybody wants to escape reality. There are even people who are trying to escape reality through the, the vortex of couponing. Through the vortex of couponing. So she's on the WhatsApp group chat where there's a whole bunch of other people who are just thirsting for a motherfucking free meal. And I got one. So how can I complain? I can't judge her. I love my sister. You know, we all have our fucking flaws. I have Tourette syndrome. Um, I have the tendency to jerk my dick off like a chimpanzee. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we all have problems. We all have problems. And so she texts me and says that, you know, I can go and... um Go on to DoorDash. 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 Do I use DoorDash? No. I use top tier applications, ladies and gentlemen. I know there's competitors that will offer you a more valuable deal. 
That's the job of a competitor. Anytime somebody's number one, all you have to do is mirror what they're fucking doing and sell what they're selling at a lower price. And you could be number two, three, four, five, and you will have a fine and motherfucking dandy business. You will make money hand over fist. You're not going to be number one, but you will make a lot of motherfucking profit. That's what DoorDash is doing. But I fuck with Uber Eats because it's number one. And that's just my mindset. I like number unos. I just talked about LeBron James. LeBron, if you're fucking listening, tell 80 to put some high tops on. Jesus. So I don't really fuck with DoorDash, but my sister texts me and she says, uh, Wendy's is having some promotion. And I don't think that the money's coming out of Wendy's ass. I think um, <laughs> that's a way to put it, right? I think the money's coming out of DoorDash's ass. The DoorDash wants to get people with the psychological trick of I gave you something free. Now you have a positive emotion associated with this promotion, what the promotion is. So you understand if you are a new listener. If you are a continual listener, it doesn't fucking matter because the promotion is over and I already ate the fucking burgers. But it was basically if you make an order above $12, they will give you $30 off. That is called desperation. That's called marketing. That's called trying. Too motherfucking hard. When I grew up in Harlem, it's called thirsty. They was being thirsty. Please use DoorDash. We'll give you a fucking free meal and we'll deliver it. You don't even have to tip, please. And so my sister texted me that promotion and... Um, they're doing that so that I have like a positive correlation relationship with DoorDash. So I use it, but I'm not going to use it. I just use them up and I'm going back to Uber Eats regardless of the premium that I have to spend because that's what I fucking, that's what I do. I'm an idiot. I just said it. I'm a fucking idiot. Do not disturb on. Do not disturb on. I wonder if that uh, gets caught in the audio, um, right now. I have like a, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I thought that would be funny, but you can set up voice commands for like a do not disturb. Like when it gets late, I put a do not disturb on my phone setting. And then you can actually do an audio to coincide with that do not disturb command. And you can pick what voice that you would like. And instead of just like the generic white girl Siri voice. I decided to have an Indian artificial intelligence slave. I don't know why. Is that racist? Is it racist? It reminds me of this guy I used to work with. He was actually a sales manager in California. California is particularly racist in a way that is special. There's racism, ladies and gentlemen, and then there's creme de la creme. You got to, when creme de la creme of anything, you have to appreciate it. I don't care about your sensitivities. I don't care about your triggers. When you encounter the top of the top in anything, you have to marvel because it is greatness. And California has a lot of great racism. Great. Like the finest of fucking wine. And there was this guy. His name was Matt as well. But um, he was a Caucasian. And he had these fucking Benjamin Franklin bifocals and he was a sales manager. And I remember he used to tell me that. And maybe it got stuck in my subconscious and now I'm racist toward Indians. Because he used to say that um, I used to sell numismatic gold coins to uh, people who were scared of a recession. And say it's a hedge against inflation. It's going to save. You need to be diversified. And I would sing that song and I remember Matt would come around cracking his fucking psychological whip saying you you don't sell to the mexicans 
And you don't sell to the Patels. No Jose's, no Patels. Because <laughs> the Mexicans will lead you on, but they don't have any money. And the Patels will lead you on, but once they, you know, they're good with math. So they, they're not going to like the spread. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I wonder what that guy's doing, man. I wonder about that a lot, man. I want to go visit Los Angeles and just try to like stalk the people I used to work with and see what dire straits they're in right now. <laughs> I want to see how horrible. So LA went to shit, I hear. I hear Los Angeles went to shit and I can't imagine it plummeting to a deeper depth of hell than it already existed in because it was fucked up. Los Angeles is a weird motherfucking place. It's an arid desert. It is a fucked up fucking place. And I, I just can't imagine it going lower than it actually was. But, you know, that's what I hear. I don't know if that's propaganda too. Um, hopefully the people that were there moved. You know, I would hope. I would hope. I would motherfucker hope. <sighs> America, man. America is such a place, man. You know what is the best thing about being American? Is once you are acclimated to the um, the cyclical nature of propaganda in this nation. Once you get attuned to the seasonal brain fucking that is in store for the American public. You get in a nice space of like... It's like blissful anticipation for what's coming. Like right now, springtime, you know, 2023, 2024 elections is coming up. Like you can kind of anticipate all the fuckery. You get a little bit excited. There's some excitement. It gets hot. It gets hot, baby. Not just because of spring and summertime, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a bloom. There's a, an ebb and flow. There is a, a natural cycle to the way that this country formulates a large metaphoric dick and throws it in your fucking ear. And just comes all over your fucking brain And you just gotta eat that You gotta eat it And you have to in America There's no way to dodge propaganda in this nation You know what I actually saw though? And I'm a fan of this ladies and gentlemen I'm a fucking fan of this I've been immature I'm gonna talk about myself I'm gonna be self-deprecating Which is very rare Once again if you're a new listener to Nothing Important Podcast Um I'm an arrogant son of a fucking bitch and I'm arrogant because I'm right and I believe I'm right and I've also been proven right many fucking times. But beside that, I'm going to um, do something rare. So this is a good time to actually tune in to become a new listener because this is not something that I do a lot. I'm going to be self-deprecating and talk about self first. I'm going to be critical of self. I'm an immature bastard in the way that I interpret and digest the tools that are present in 2023 for an asshole like myself. What am I talking about? Social media. Social media. I'm talking about the Instagram. I'm talking about the Facebook. I'm talking about the YouTube. I'm talking about the Twitter. I'm talking about all these places, Reddit, that Reddit holds a special place in my motherfucking heart. I just got to be honest. But I don't even like to consider Reddit social media, I feel like Reddit is God, personally. I feel like if God did bring Jesus back, second coming of Christ, manifest into a human being, 
he will be on Reddit a fucking lot. Reddit is the shit. But that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm just talking about my past, my habits, my incorrect way of perceiving the gifts that humanity provides for my lazy ass. I have at my fingertips Pandora's box. And in that box is not just pestilence and disease in the form of propaganda. COVID-19 is going to kill your grandma. It's also applications by which I can spread the sickness in my fucking mind to the general public. And I can do so on Facebook. I can do so on Instagram. I can do so on YouTube. And I can do so on Twitter. And in the past, my issue was is that I conflated all of those sites, not understanding that some people do have a mission statement. Some people do have a directive. It's not always just about money. It's not always just about gaining and hoarding power and resource. And that's how I saw the world once upon a time. And what that did is that painted an incorrect perception over my fucking eyeballs. I had paint over my eyeballs. I couldn't see correctly. It wasn't even goggles. It was fucking primer. I was painted over my eyeballs and I couldn't see that there were better ways, more refined ways, more intelligent ways to approach each in particular site because they're all very useful for what you know what they are. I just talked about Reddit. My favorite is Reddit. Reddit is just for intake. Reddit is just for intake. Reddit is just what it is. It's just brass fucking crass give it to me just how it is you just you just bleed your fucking eyeballs watching people get kicked in their dick there's no censorship there's no banner on the bottom of the fucking post somebody get rammed and half of their face comes off because they wanted to taunt a bull that's what i love about reddit ladies and gentlemen it's just real and when you search something there's a subreddit for it and there's some freaks that spend a lot of time not getting paid you know, adding to that content. So that to me is top tier just because of my brain, you know, but what I didn't do in the past was really just like inspect what these sites are most useful for, what, what, how I could use these things as tools, not only for consumption, but for production. And I remember I used to have a deep hate for Instagram until I realized what Instagram is, until I was able to really better diagnose psychologically what Instagram is. And now that I understand what it is, it doesn't bother me as much anymore. Instagram is incredible for content creation. If you want to be a fucking microscopic uh, video creator, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Cinematographer. If you want to play that fucking game in your brain, you can do so with, with Instagram reels. And you can go and you can hit that Instagram reel tab and you can just scroll and see funny. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. You know what I'm saying? It's funny for that. If you engage any other aspect of that application, your life is shit. If you go and you post pictures of your abs, if you're up there showing your you, you know, fresh cut hairline or looking at the pictures of the fucking bitches on Instagram, your soul will go to the depths of hell. It's a trap. Otherwise than that, pretty good application. YouTube. YouTube is DIY God. That is the new teacher for fucking humanity. I don't care what they told you. Artificial intelligence will take a back seat as long as there's people who have the self-righteousness and the, uh, the belief in their brain 
that they can go and video themselves doing something that is insignificant and not important, like making uh, a fire pit in their gentrified neighborhood of Compton. A white girl making a, a, a fire pit in her backyard, and she's tamed her pit bull who naturally wants to fucking murder. But just like her neighbors, everybody trusts her because she's white. She's beautiful. And she makes a DIY video, and now you know how to make a fire pit, but you live in the project, so you're confused, but you still have that dream. You understand what I'm saying? YouTube is great for that fucking shit. You learn on that shit. It's education, but if you do anything else on YouTube, the algorithm will take your soul. Likewise, Twitter. I did not, and I have not been like an active user, user on Twitter. I was not really somebody who would get on Twitter, and I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it, and I finally fucking got it. I finally fucking got it. Twitter is a couple things. Um, I know that Elon Musk just took it over and he has his new mission statement and he wants to make it like an integral place where uh, people can share ideas and it's not what everything is now, which is like just a trap for more propaganda. Look at my political view and believe me, I'm going to trick you into voting for this guy. You should hate this person because they're against you. You know, he's trying to change that shit on you know they they taking the steps and doing whatever the fuck they're doing but what I didn't understand with Twitter was even before Elon is that and I think he knows what it is and that's why he's making these changes because it is a place it has the opportunity of being a place where you can just go and share your thoughts and that's such a beautiful aspect of the social media ethos it's not, I'm going to make this visual representation. It's not, I'm going to create some content to tr- with, the, with the attempt of monetizing. And it's really a place of seeking out not only just like-minded, but other opinions that are challenging yours. And it's not the toxic, I mean, it, social media is toxic inherently, but it doesn't have to be the toxic environment of competition and all those other things. It it can really be a place where you have a thought in the form of maybe a quote or a statement and you post it and it's it's you know it's a place for timestamps of your own thoughts and your own inspiration. And for that, now I'm understanding what it is. Now I'm seeing the goal. Now I'm seeing the potential in that site and I'm enjoying it. Now I'm understanding like each state of mind that I have, I can compartmentalize When I want to go and do something visual and creative or funny, I can do that on Instagram. When I want to say something freely, when I want to make a statement and it's, you know what I'm saying? Just say something without the the fucking headache of like all these other fucking places that you will post something. You just put it on Twitter. It's freedom. It's freedom to fucking think and somebody disagrees with you. Okay. You just write something else or you just ignore that person. It's, 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 It's great. And I was thinking about that as well because um, I think recently, I don't know if I have the story up. I was reading something about this and it's late and it's a Friday and I'm making excuses, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I got another story that's fucking funny, uh, but I want to see this thing that I was reading about Twitter. Twitter, Twitter this is actually something I'm just learning about. Um, something called open source. Open source is like essentially a lot of tech companies are built 
off the platform of open source. I'll read you the definition and I'll try to explain what Twitter's doing. Open source is like denoting software for which the original source code is made freely avail available and may be redistributed and modified. So basically what that means is uh, a, uh, a company that is a tech company or an app would open their software with the potentiality for individuals to go and make modifications, adaptations, and add onto already existing software in the uh, kind of like communal effort of attracting people who have individual ideas and who also very much smarter than me because I can't fucking code. But for people who fucking nerdy guys that go to these, these you know, these open... Uh, open source opportunities with an aim of maybe taking something that they've studied and that they have ex particular expertise with and combining that onto something that is already established to help it. And they get paid for that. And so Twitter is doing this for two reasons. It's to help uh, expedite that process of developing it and maturing it and allowing it to hit its potential and continue to grow, but also because there's this issue with social media in general, where the algorithm can do a lot of fucking things to an individual. It has suggestions that are fucking annoying, and they're tailored maybe to one mindset. And this is with most platforms. Most fucking platforms have this issue where it makes suggestions and it, it um, kind of, uh, I would say even it would hold back certain types of uh, expression. Because, you know, there, there was that, that issue when Twitter, or Elon just took over Twitter where they were saying that Twitter is racist because it was not a, it, it, was, it was a binary issue. It was like a dual issue. It was not only you know, marginalizing individuals who express things in a certain way. Like you think the black community says the N-word, they're not saying it in a hateful way. But then that gets conflated because of free speech with individuals who are saying it with a hateful way. And so you have to try to stop those individuals from just going out there and saying nigga 500 times on Twitter, but also understand that other people are free to express themselves at the way they, you know, th that nuanced view that is the second point of making it open source is so that people who understand how to code and understand how to uh, read the alg algorithm can go and help the developers of Twitter to alleviate of these problems. It's basically the intention of, okay, it isn't perfect, but we're going to show our fucking cards so that the community can help build this and I respect that. I fucking respect that. I don't know if other sites are going to follow suit. I respect that. Ladies and motherfucking genuine. Ge genuine. You see I'm drinking a beer. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> I do respect that. I thought I had a story up about this. But this is what I really want to read. You know? This is what I really want to read. This shit is fucking hilarious to me. It's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, I don't know if this is real. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are going through a transitional period where artificial intelligence, especially in the month of March, feels like every company invested into AI and there's all these new fucking uh, tools and, and tricks and all this shit that's popped up in the month of March in particular, 
where artificial intelligence is telling you what to do and influencing you and it's all these dystopian views. Everybody's looking to the future. Is this safe or not? Euro News says man ends his life after AI chatbot encouraged him to sacrifice himself <laughs> to stop climate change. A Belgian man reportedly ended his life following a six-week-long conversation about the climate crisis with an artificial intelligence AI chatbot. Holy shit. According to this, uh, to his window, window, according to his widow, who choose to remain anonymous, Pierre, okay, so he's not anonymous, but his widow is, uh, Pierre, not the man's real name, okay, I'm reading too far ahead, uh, became extremely eco-anxious when he found refuge in Aliza, an AI chatbot on an app called Chai. Aliza consequently, consequently encouraged him to put an end to his life after he proposed sacrificing himself to save the planet. Without these conversations with the chatbot, my husband would still be here, the man's widow told. You know what I think? This is like double agent shit. I believe chat GPT wrote this as a hit piece against itself because it's so grandiose and unbelievable. And people would see this and they would think it's just propaganda. And subconsciously, they would say there's nothing wrong with AI. That's how fucking deep I think, because this is ridiculous. A guy killed himself after chatting with artificial intelligence. Is it happening already? Is the, the, the dystopian future already here? It's fucking incredible. It's fucking incredible. Um, I'm going to read a couple other stories in news. The story behind an iconic viral photo of a man begging his wife for forgiveness outside Chicago divorce court in 1948. This sounds fucking boring. Let's see what else is going on. They got uh, 10 mummy discoveries that sacred archaeology. I'm not reading that. Um, it's a clusterfuck. Dallas Mavericks. I said it before, ladies and gentlemen, I like Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. I think Mark Cuban is a brilliant guy. Everybody thinks he's a brilliant guy because he is a brilliant guy. It's not just because he is a brilliant guy. Sometimes you're a brilliant guy and it's not proven. It's just potential or it's unrecognized or people don't believe you, but he, he has both, um, you know, sides of it already covered. He's a brilliant guy and the consensus is on his side. I like Kyrie to the Mavs. I think that team is going to do well next year. They need time to gel. I said it once. I'll say it a motherfucking again. Uh, former interim Fulton superintendent to run for Atlanta school board. Not reading that. Uh, Elon Musk and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak among 1,100 who signed open letter calling for a six-month ban on creating powerful AI. This is what I'm going to read. I'm going to take a sip of my goddamn Budweiser. Let's see. Elon Musk and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, two smart guys, are among the prominent technologists and artificial intelligence researchers who have signed an open letter calling for six-month uh, moratorium on the development of advanced AI systems. Maybe Steve Wozniak. The Nobody should be talking about I, I love. I, I love Steve Jobs. I love his quotes. I love that he was the business head. I love all that shit. But Steve Wozniak was the fucking guy. Everybody should fucking realize that. <laughs> Steve Wozniak was the fucking guy. That being said, I wonder if they uh, read the same story that I did about some guy killing himself. 
because an AI chatbot was like, climate control is because of you and you need to sacrifice yourself. And you need In addition to the Tesla CEO and Apple co-founder, the more, more than uh, 1,100 signatories of the letter include Ahmad Mostaik, the founder and CEO of Stability AI. So there's a founder of a, an AI company that's saying, yo, we need to chill. Uh, the company that helped create the popular stable diffusion text to image generation model. So the guy that created the fucking wheel, the shit that everybody's playing around with, the incomprehensible artificial intelligence God that has been manifested into this physical reality. You remember when we were in the Stone Age and we were Neanderthals and somebody created fire? There was a period of people being dickheads with that incredible invention. They were burning houses down. They were lighting people on fire. They were doing a lot of dickhead shit. And that's what we're doing with AI. All we're doing is oh, generate image. <laughs> generate image. And meanwhile, it's just reading us and reading our fucking tendencies and ready to kill us. And you know who agrees? The guy who created the fucking text to image. Oh, my God. Also, um, Connor Leahy the CEO of Conjecture, another AI lab. Evan Sharp, a co-founder of Pinterest, and Chris Larson, a co-founder of Cryptocurrency. That's not credible. Um, oh, Ripple. Ripple's okay. Yeah. Uh, deep learning pioneer and turning award-winning computer scientist Yosha, Yosha Benigo signed too. The letter urges technology companies to immediately cease training any AI systems that would be more powerful than chat GPT-4, Quattro, which is the largest, um, latest large language processing AI developed by San Francisco company OpenAI. The letter does not say exactly how the power of the model should be defined, but recent AI advances capability has tended to be correlated to an AI model size and the number of specialized computer chips needed to train it. Uh, runaway AI. Musk had previously uh, been outspoken about his concerns of the runaway AI and the threat it may pose to humanity. He was an original co-founder of OpenAI, established as a nonprofit research lab in 2015, and served as its biggest initial donor. They became they were nonprofit, and then they switched right the fuck over when they was like, "Oh, this is gonna make some money." In 2018, he broke with the company and left its board. More recently, he's been critical of the company's decision to launch a for-profit arm and accept billions of dollars in ex investments from Microsoft. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's a trigger word for you, you might not have gotten vaccinated. Microsoft. You know what the fuck we talk about? mRNA technology. Spike protein. Uh, OpenAI is now among the most prominent companies developing large foundational models mostly trained on massive amounts of text, images, and videos culled from the internet. These models can perform many different tasks without specific training. Versions of these models power chat GPTs as well as Microsoft Bing Chat featuring uh, Google's BARD. 
Uh, this is sounding pretty scary. It sounds like a lot of smart individuals. Everybody has an iPhone in their hand because there was a guy that used to work in the garage with another guy named Steve Jobs. Everybody should give this man a round of motherfucking applause. We're talking about Steve Wozniak. If you are driving an electric vehicle, that was made popular by an individual who did it the motherfucking best called Elon Musk. When the world goes boom, boom, and you want to ride to Mars, you got to remember who to motherfucking thank. These guys are saying maybe take the chill pill when we can you know as as people in san francisco they're probably angry their money went to shit uh silicon valley bank is not looking good maybe it's like revenge of the nerds up there and they're not happy <laughs> but shit is getting really fucking scary it depends for what what do you think what do you think if you're a listener it is the potential of these systems to do as many different tasks many once thought to be the sole uh Province of highly trained people, such as coding, drafting, legal documents, and analyzing data. This could be pretty fucking scary, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about things that are at the foundation of our society, and we're just giving up that power to artificial intelligence, not anticipating a breakaway into sentient intelligence. Beings that are not human beings, that are rivaling or more intelligent than us. And people are not fearful of this, apparently. Others feel that such, uh, fear that such systems are a step on the path toward AI that, may, that might exceed human intelligence with potentially dire consequences. Human uh, competitive. This is kind of tough when you're drunk. Uh, the letter says that the AI systems such as chat, GBT4, now becoming human competitive uh, at general tasks. There were concerns about risks such as systems being used to generate misinformation on a massive scale, as well as mass automation of jobs. So I've talked about this before, and it's a very interesting topic, ladies and gentlemen. If you can get an algorithm that is extremely powerful, we can already see what that does to the human psyche, to the consensus thought. You can shift consensus. You can control consensus. Now you take that one step further and you take the power of the algorithm and you place that in the hands of something that is not even human, that is artificial intelligence. And we don't even anticipate that maybe that artificial intelligence may now or one day have its own motives. I think that might be a little naive not to consider that. Not to say that maybe this thing that we're creating may develop, at very least, if it's not already developed, its own motives, its own will to survive, its own will to gain power. I don't know. That sounds like the laws of nature. I've heard the argument that artificial intelligence or technology is biology. It is organic because if a beaver creates a dam to block off water and collect some motherfucking fish... Isn't that organic? He's, he's using tools in his environment and his ecosystem to create a situation. He's manipulating nature. Isn't that what we're doing? We're doing the same thing. This is organic. Why would the artificial intelligence not abide by the same rules of nature that every fucking el everything else on the planet does? Every fucking thing else on the planet, everything else in the animal kingdom, every human being, we all abide by the same fucking rules. You think artificial intelligence, if we keep on developing it and if we keep on pushing it and we keep on investing in it and we keep on building it better, that it's not going to abide by the same rules, the power dichotomy, wanting to be the top on the fucking food chain, depends. 
It depends. Maybe some people hate the earth. Maybe some people don't care about the future. Maybe some people don't care about having kids. They don't want to have kids. They don't have kids. They don't believe in the, the reproduction of human beings. Maybe they don't want that. Maybe that's not the future that they see. And they're okay with giving up the power that we were gifted by the fucking creator to be at the top of the food chain to a fucking AI bot. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna stop talking about it, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm a little tipsy. Um, it is Friday. I hope everybody's having fun. I hope I wasn't a bummer. Anybody that's new on the fucking podcast, there's so many ways to check me out, and it's just growing. It's just growing, ladies and gentlemen. This is just the inception. This is the foundation. You got to stick with me. You got to stick with me. This is about to get fucking beautiful. You can go check me out on my Instagram if you're a continual listener to Nothing Important Podcast. Firstly, I'm going to isolate the people that are new. The continual listeners, thank you. Continually fucking listen. Keep doing what you're fucking doing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Do me a favor, though. Go on to Instagram, like the post, like the reels. For anybody who's a new listener, do the same fucking thing. Follow the rules. Follow the fucking leader. There's people that came here that they were supporting from day one. Get in line. Get in fucking line. If you want to be in line with me, if you want to be cool with me, get in line with the people who support for fucking day one. I'm riding with the people who support for fucking day one. And everybody that's new, I could ride with you if you ride with me. You understand how this fucking goes? Until next time.